following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino. Casino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. It's Big Ten Championship Week on the Huge Show across Michigan. Today with the Wolverine.com and on 3.com team, we will look at Michigan and Purdue, both sides of the ledger there, who will win on Saturday night in Indy and be your 2022 Big Ten champion. Also, what about Michigan? I think they're guaranteed a spot in the college football playoff with a win on Saturday night, they could be the overall number one seed. And we could see an Ohio State-Michigan rematch in the semifinals or final. Could you imagine that? Uh, If you do have comments on Michigan football this season, we're also looking back at the year, where we were in the offseason, where we're at now with Michigan 12-0 after hammering Ohio State. Drop those questions. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. That's the word HUGE to 21,000. By the way, all of our social network mentions are presented by our friends from the Grand Rapids Gold. Check their schedule by searching Grand Rapids Gold. Denver Nuggets G League team play all their home games inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Inside this hour, John Borden, senior correspondent with Wolverine.com, will join us. We'll talk about Michigan season and the Purdue game on Saturday night. We'll also hear from Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion. He's also the co-host on the Wolverine.com Michigan football podcast that you can hear weekly. And Clayton Safey from Ann Arbor and the Wolverine.com Tower. On that huge game Saturday night, Michigan looking to go 13-0. Man, back-to-back Big Ten titles. Harbaugh is your Big Ten coach of the year. What's missing now? Back-to-back Big Ten titles and national championship, right? So you can join in when 866-838-4843. That's when 866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook and a lot of text comments coming in, just text the word HUGE to 21,000. You can text us anytime you want to. And also during the Purdue-Michigan Big Ten Championship game on Saturday night. Clayton Safey in a moment. I'm looking at the line. Man, I, I'm telling you that there'll be a natural letdown of some point or proportion. For Michigan. There just has to be. I mean, after what you did at Ohio State, the impact of Ohio State, 
Michigan minus 17 on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board. It seems like a number I would take, but Purdue, you're in Indy, you're in your home state. You're really playing with house money. You're going to get a nice bowl game and a better bowl game with a win. Yeah, because if Michigan, Ohio State both make the college football playoff and we'll get that final answer on Sunday, then I think Penn State will slide into the Rose Bowl and that ups the ante for everybody else to get a better bowl game out of the Big Ten, led by Purdue. Yeah, so safety inside this hour, senior insider Johnny Borden, want to thank the Wolverine.com and on3.com team for putting this show together. It's pretty cool. Clayton Safey is standing by on the Meyer guest line. Let's talk uh, Michigan football, and also we'll get to Michigan-Purdue on Saturday night. So, uh, Clayton, if uh, you're pulling out your DraftKings Sportsbook app and you see Michigan minus 17, 16 and a half, uh, do you just say that's a lock? I, w- I wouldn't necessarily call it a lock, but I do like Michigan. I think they'll probably cover that. Um, I don't think they're going to be fully healthy again this week, but we saw what they, what they were able to do last weekend. Um, so I think I like Michigan in this one. Purdue does have the element of you know having a pretty good passing attack, so that scares you a little bit in terms of if you're going to pull an upset. You know they got a pretty accurate quarterback and Aiden O'Connell, um, but I like Michigan here. I feel like they got the momentum. We saw them do it last year in Indianapolis where. They kind of rolled uh, Iowa 42-3, to so uh, I think it could be something similar here. And then you're heading into the college football playoff. Oh, man. I, you know, we thought last year was a magical once-in-a-generational season, and this year is taking it to the next level, and it's not even over yet. Right. Well, Harbaugh was right last year when he said it kind of feels like the beginning, you know, even after they lost to – Georgia in the Orange Bowl down there. Um, and he was right. You know, I think he liked his team. He talked about it all off season, and, you know, they lost a lot. So it was kind of like, okay, well, we'll wait and see. And the schedule wasn't great. So we still were learning, you know, piece by piece throughout the season. But uh, they felt confident coming into that Ohio State game, more confident than uh, a lot of us felt about this Michigan team. And, you know, now here, here we are again uh, in 12-0, and even better than a year ago. So it, it, you know, last year did feel like that breakthrough, you know, was it maybe kind of a one-off type of thing, but they proved this year that they really not only flipped the rivalry with Ohio state, but have really become the class of the big 10. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Meyer guest line. Why are they a better team this year than last year? And man, if you, if you would have sat here a year ago, uh, when we did this uh, big 10 championship game preview with the Wolverine.com and on three.com team that, they're going to lose Hutchinson. They're going to lose um, a ton on defense, including a Jabo. And we're talking about a better team right now. Knowing that the J.J. McCarthy quarterback battle was coming, even with Cade uh, leading Michigan to the college football playoff, uh, how shocking is it to see this team at another level compared to last year's Big Ten champion and college football playoff squad? I think the most shocking thing is the defense because you lost some studs there, two first rounders and then Ojabo who would have been if he didn't tear his Achilles at pro day. And then you replace that with a group that looks better, honestly. And it is kind of like the no star defense that Jim Harbaugh talked about coming in, but they're starting to have some stars. I mean, Mike Morris who played only 11 snaps against Ohio state and they were still able to get it done uh, is the defensive lineman of the year in the big 10 uh, I just love that secondary guys like Rod Moore at the safety position, Will Johnson, five-star freshman who's coming on. 
so some stars are emerging a little bit, but I'd say it's the most amazing. The most amazing thing is that defense and what it's been able to do. But also you look at the offense. I mean, the offensive line to me is better than it was a year ago. I don't think that's a hot take at this point. I think they're more dynamic at the quarterback position. And J.J. McCarthy proved that in Columbus. Uh, I think they're better at the running back position. Uh, I know Blake Corum's hurt, but, um, you know, talking about the entirety of the season here, and you're pretty darn similar at wide receiver and banged up at tight end, but still been really productive there. So it's, you know, and it's a lot of young talent too, huge. So, I mean, you're looking at, um, you know, reinforcements they were able to, you know, kind of bring in this year um, and still have some young talent to make the future look bright. So, um, you know, I, I think it's a better team. And if you look at also, let's say things hold with the college football playoff, um, you know, last year you had Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, and Cincinnati. You felt like you were kind of that third team, even though you were the second seed. Uh, if things hold, you know, it looks like Georgia and Michigan is the top two teams. You kind of moved up a rung there heading into this one. And, um, you, you know, a lot of people are expecting that you would win that first playoff game, whoever it would be against. And you're looking at a national championship game, and it's just one night in Los Angeles. You never know what could happen. So uh, I think it is a better team. I think it's built to compete against some of the more elite talent than it was a year ago, um, slightly at least. And that, that could make for an exciting next six, seven weeks. I'll say that. I did tweet out earlier today uh, some of the numbers I saw online. Fourth quarter scoreboard for Michigan football in their last seven games. Outscored Ohio State 21-3 fourth quarter, Illinois 9-0, Nebraska 10-0, Rutgers 10-0, MSU 10-0, Penn State 10-0, Indiana 14-0. So if I do the right math, and again, I can be wrong at times when it comes to math, they've given up three points in the fourth quarter in the last seven games. I saw that, that you put that out there. I mean, that's incredible. And if you look at the second halves as well and extend that, they've been really good overall. I know that Illinois third quarter wasn't as good. Um, but if you, if you look at the entirety of this season, the second halves have been incredible. And that's what Harbaugh told his team at halftime against Ohio state. Hey, let's go have our best half of the season. Um, we were a second half team and Mike Sainer still, who have made some huge plays in that game from the nickel spot said, I guess maybe we are a second half team. Uh, and you know, obviously he made the game saving uh, pass break up there in the end zone on Cade Stover. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a testament to these players and their mental toughness. I mean, for years, uh, even early in the Harbaugh era, they, you know, they were good and mentally tough relatively, but when they got in the biggest of games, you didn't always see it. You know, they would wilt at times against teams that were tougher, but now Michigan in Columbus, in one of the craziest environments you could have in college football in front of 106,000 people that haven't beat you in three years and want to win that game more than anything. Uh, you were able to be the tougher team. And you look at over at the Ohio State sideline, I was standing by the Ohio State sideline with a few minutes to go there, uh, and it was just completely dead. Fans were filing out. It was an amazing scene to see. So I think it speaks to the mental toughness. And Jim Harbaugh tried to nominate Ben Herbert, the strength coach for the Broyles Award, which was handed to the top assistant coach in college football. The award said it has to be an on-field coach, you know, one of the ten that you have. So they nominated Jesse Minter, but – I think that speaks a lot too. It's first, it's a classic Harbaugh move, and two, uh, it is uh, you know he's done a great job with these guys because you can tell they're not tired by the end of games. They actually wear down their opponent. Clayton Safey, he doesn't wear down anybody. He just delivers quality inside Michigan football material at the Wolverine.com, part of the On3.com team. Joining us 
for our, now it's, well, be two years in a row, uh, Michigan Big Ten Championship football game preview. Also looking back at Michigan's 12-0 and regular season, what lies ahead. We'll talk about the potential matchups in the playoffs. We'll get to Purdue uh, in a few moments. Uh, J.J. McCarthy, for the first time this year in my mind, he looked so comfortable, and this was on the road in Columbus. He, he looked as comfortable as he's been all year long. The swagger, everything just magically reappeared. Yeah, I mean, he was a little amped up early, and he admitted that he sailed a couple balls, but he had some really, really nice throws in this game. And the thing I noticed the most was those are some similar throws that he missed on earlier on in the season. If you remember the Rutgers game when he had a wide-open Andrew Anthony, and he overthrew him, and Jim Harbaugh on the sideline told him, hey, if you've got a guy wide open, you got to put air under it. It's better to kind of underthrow him a little bit, make him slow down, than to completely – uh, sail that ball. And then you saw him do that to Ronnie Bell on the first drive of the game. You saw him do that to Colston Loveland on his 45-yard touchdown pass. You saw him really hit Cornelius Johnson in stride on the 75-yarder, so didn't even need to do it there. But um, things like that, the growth from him, and he's talked about all year, too, that his feel in the pocket is improving, knowing when to run. And some of those scrambles were massive for Michigan, and then you're able to run him on design stuff. He had a 19-yard pickup. He had the three-yard touchdown run at the goal line on third down. So he was incredible. Uh, and, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things throughout the year. What, hey, where's the passing game? Why isn't the passing game better? Um, but you had in the back of your mind the feeling that, one, the Michigan coaching staff had some things that they were going to save for Ohio State, and Jim Harbaugh admitted that. He said they emptied the playbook, uh, although he had a few that he still uh, had up his sleeve, he said. And then, two, that these players would be able to make the plays when they're called upon. J.J. is a guy who hasn't always been consistent throughout the season. He's still 19 years old. He's still learning. But I think we've seen the upside. And when it kind of came together on Saturday, it was, it was pretty fun to watch. really was. Uh, the domination of Ohio State in Columbus. I'm trying to think. The last time I saw Ohio State get beat up like that, did Penn State take him to the woodshed one time in Columbus in like the last – Five, six, seven years. Do I remember that? Did they beat up on him in Columbus? Because you hardly ever see the Buckeyes lose at home, ever. No, I don't. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure Penn State's only win over them recently was that one where they had the block kick, and that was in State College. Ohio State had won 29 consecutive Big Ten games at home coming into this one. Uh, their only losses. Uh, they did have a loss at home to Oregon, obviously out of Big Ten play last year, but that was a close game. Uh, this is Michigan's biggest win over Ohio State and Columbus, uh, I want to say since 1956, um, and it's their biggest win over Ohio State since the 70s overall, a home game, I believe, 73 or 75 maybe. Um, and I may have those that date wrong, but it's, it doesn't happen much. you got to go back decades to see some of this stuff. Um, and it comes against a really good Ohio State team. This isn't an Ohio State team that was down or anything. This was a team that had national title hopes as, as much as, you know, a week ago. So um, that makes it even more amazing. And the fact that Michigan did it in that environment after what they did a year ago, after the 365 days of Ohio State working in silence and all that stuff that you hear, um, just made it even more stunning and, and incredible. Yeah, Ohio State has uh... – it would now be four home losses in the last 10 years at home. So they lost to Vatek in 2000, 
and 14. They lost to Oklahoma. I think it was Baker Mayfield, right? 2017. And they lost to Oregon. Uh, That would be last fall, 35-28 at home. And now you mix in the Michigan loss. Uh, That would give them four losses in the last 10 years. That's a pretty good home record. It is. Um, And I'll, I'll say, man, I mean, it was fun walking through some of the tailgates before the game, and you could just kind of feel the, the energy in the air. And then standing on the field for warm-ups, you could feel the hate, the hatred for these Michigan Wolverines. Um, and I know they had the game canceled in 2020, but, you know, still the facts remain that they hadn't beat Michigan in over a 1,000 days. And people in Ohio, uh, you know, no disrespect to them, of course, but, you know, they kind of live for that game, and they live for college football. They don't have much else, some of them. Uh, and you know, I think it's uh, it was you know it was just amazing to see him file out at the end. It was kind of stunning and, and really unbelievable to, to to witness. By the way, Ohio State's head coach Ryan Day has as many losses to Michigan as Jim Tressel, Luke Fickle, and Urban Meyer combined. I saw that. Hmm. I saw that. There's some pressure on him now. There's no question. Yeah, we'll see what they do, and could we get the rematch? Think about that, uh, Clayton. Yeah. That based on what's happened with uh, LSU losing to Texas A&M, with Clemson getting knocked off by South Carolina, Tennessee the week before uh, losing big uh, to South Carolina, losing their quarterback, uh, the stars are aligning for Ohio State possibly uh, to get into the playoff. And could you imagine in the semifinals or championship game a rematch of Michigan-Ohio State? <laughs> I know. It's, I mean... That's a distinct possibility. I know. We won't know till Sunday, but I'm just, uh, right. I don't know. If you're Michigan, I don't know if you want that this early. You don't mind the rematch next year at the Big House. I, I think you're rooting for Alabama because, I, again, I was looking at both schedules, Alabama, Ohio State. Ohio State's marquee victory, it's not Notre Dame, would be Penn State, who's in the top ten. And that that's their best win. And then, you know, if you look at Alabama, I know SEC wins always look good, but their best win is at Old Miss. I, again, I, I know they lost a lot of close games. So the question is, I think between a, a two-loss Alabama and one-loss Ohio State, you're not going to be able to take the two-loss Alabama over a one-loss Ohio State if SC and or TCU lose. You just can't do it if you're the playoff committee. No, I think the only way there was going to be a two-loss team that would get in, and there never has been yet uh, to this point since the playoffs started in 2014, was going to be if LSU stayed at two losses I agree. and they somehow knocked off Georgia. I think Alabama, well, you know, there's still maybe uh, you know, a slight chance. I think it's Ohio State has the best chance, and I think that if TCU loses, I think it'd still be maybe a coin flip between those two. But if USC loses and picks up its second loss, they're out. Uh, then I don't see that. Then they're done. So. Then Ohio State's uh, in there at four, and right, Georgia right. gets upset by LSU in the SEC title game, and Michigan's a one seed. Ohio State's the four seed, and they'll meet probably in Glendale, Arizona, in a historic yeah. semifinal. This is fun to talk about. All right, before I let you go, uh, let's move on. Talk about Michigan Purdue Saturday night. Uh, the minute you knew Purdue was the Big Ten West champion. What was your initial thought on that matchup with Michigan? Yeah, I was thinking Iowa would have been probably a better matchup. Obviously, we knew they were pretty much out of it on Friday when they lost at home to Nebraska. Um, my thought is this is a, a Purdue team that has had an absolute roller coaster 
of the season. If you look at some of the, you know, they got off to a slow start and then they looked like they could do something in the Big Ten West, like just about everybody over there. Uh, and then they had a huge rough patch and then they win their last three and here they are. Um, I do think Aiden O'Connell is a good quarterback. He's leading the Big Ten in passing yards per game. They passed the seventh most in the country out of anybody. So Michigan secondary that looked really good last week against Ohio State and has been really good all season will have to be on its P's and Q's. Uh, Purdue also has a, a pretty good defensive line. So Michigan run game, you know, they got stuffed a little bit against Ohio State. They'll have to be a little bit better for the whole 60 minutes potentially, but uh, they also showed they were able to wear them down. So uh, even without Blake Corum, don't expect him to play. I think Michigan should win pretty handily here. Um, talking to people down in West Lafayette, they're saying hopefully it's just a game. Uh, hopefully it's at least a competitive game for, you know, three, four quarters. Uh, I think it'd be fun to see, but I think either way, Michigan's in the playoff, uh, but they do want that. They do want that uh, Big Ten championship for a second straight season. Would be a really good feat, and as Jim Harbaugh said, number one rule of champions is do not let up. So they are trying to refocus and get ready for this one. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com team joining us as we're talking about Michigan's 12-0 football season, looking ahead to the Big Ten championship game on Saturday night. If you have a Michigan football comment at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook, opt in on that Huge text chain, text the word Huge to 21,000. You can text us during the game. Uh, you don't get crushed with ads or bounce backs. Just text the word HUGE to 21000. You know, I'm looking at what Harbaugh did in Big Ten Coach of the Year. There has to be a massive uh, contract uh, re-up, uh, reworked deal when this season is over. Seriously. Yeah, I would think so. Um, that's more work for us. He's uh, covering these. Oh, they move really fast. The contract deals between Manuel and Harbaugh, like, it takes an hour. It's over lunch. It's on a napkin. <laughs> exactly. No, it's really like a month, month and a half type of Look, thing. Look, you're stressing so. out because you're going, hey, Bill, can I even enjoy the Big Ten championship game? You're already talking about a Harbaugh new deal. They're, they're going right. to, I think the boosters will line up and make him as competitively compensated as any college football coach in America. I do. I think, and I think he should be. Um, you know, I said it last year too. I, you know, I, obviously he got a big raise, and and that was off of getting his contract slashed in half. But I thought, man, he's done enough, in my opinion, to to pay him even more and and, and you know keep him as happy as possible. Um, so I, I agree with you. I think it's going to happen. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't drag out for a month after the season. But he deserves it. He's the Big Ten Coach of the Year. You look at the rest of the Big Ten right now. I mean, he's clearly in my opinion, the best coach in, in the conference. I think Ryan Day would probably be number two. Um, but, you know, Jim Harbaugh's proven over the last couple of years that that's a pretty distant second. So he's, he has this thing rolling right now. Um, he deserves it. He got a big bonus for beating Ohio State, winning the Big Ten East. Uh, if they win on Saturday night, he will get, I think, another million dollars in college football playoff a little bit more. So uh, it's not like he, he doesn't have any, but I think, you know, you make him the highest coach, uh, highest paid coach in the Big Ten, no excuses. Yeah, Clayton's going great. Uh, now I'll, I'll be chasing basketball, everything going on. We'll have Harbaugh's deal as soon as they're done uh, with the college football playoff. And I do believe Michigan is in, uh, regardless, win or lose, on Saturday night in the Big Ten title game in Indy against Purdue. Uh, before I let you go, Clayton, uh, for the Wolverine.com Tower in Ann Arbor, what's your prediction on Saturday night in Indy? Yeah, I'm going to go. I haven't really thought too much about a score quite yet, but I am going to go with 38 38- to 
17, Michigan. Uh, I think they'll pull away. I think Purdue will probably be able to score a little bit uh, just because of their passing attack, and I think that they're going to be excited to play in this game. They don't call them the spoiler makers for nothing, uh, but I think Michigan will kind of uh, wear them out over 60 minutes and play well in the second half, something that we've seen them do quite a bit this year. Clayton, thank you so much. Enjoy the Big Ten title game. We'll talk next week and look ahead to the college football playoff for the Wolverines. Looking forward to it. All right, Clayton Safey checking in on the Meyer guest line as our Big Ten championship special continues in partnership with the Wolverine.com and On3.com. We're looking back at Michigan's 12-0 season, looking ahead to Purdue and Michigan in the Big Ten championship game on Saturday night and also the upcoming college football playoff. You want to comment? Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. Up next, senior correspondent John Borton from the Wolverine.com with his prediction on Michigan and Purdue in the Big Ten title game. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Drift into winter on a new snowmobile. Saturday, December 3rd, 10th, 17th, and 24th. One player every hour from 6 to 10 p.m. scores $500 in premium credit. At 11 p.m., one lucky winner takes home a new Polaris Pro RMK slash snowmobile. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Come back to the ultimate rock Christmas tradition, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Two shows, December 4th, Van Andel Arena. Millions have made this their must-see holiday event of the season. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Trans-Siberian Orchestras, the Ghosts of Christmas Eve, the best of TSO and more. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. 
Dirty oil can easily wreak havoc on your vehicle's engine, so be sure to change the oil at recommended intervals. And for a motor oil that outperforms conventional and synthetic blends, try Mobile One, the full synthetic motor oil that keeps your engine running like new. Ask for Mobile One at your local Auto Value Auto Parts store. And don't forget to pick up a Wix XP oil filter to complete the job, because when it comes to oil changes, we've got you covered at Auto Value, where service is the difference. We get it. The Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold, they're at home tonight inside Van Andel Arena. You can see top-shelf basketball with a buy-one ticket, get-one free on the Tuesday promotion with the Grand Rapids Gold. Buy-one ticket, get-one free. The Grand Rapids Gold are at home tonight. Tip-off a little after 7 p.m. inside Van Andel Arena. If you need tickets, go to Ticketmaster.com or your local ticket outlet or the Van Andel Arena box office. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. 19 radio stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. You can also listen to our free online stream weekdays, 3 until 6, at thehugeshow.net. And the all-night, all-day replay. If you miss any show, it replays in its entirety from 6 p.m. that night until the next show airs. All that at thehugeshow.net. On the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere you have mobile service. Just search The Huge Show on the iHeart app. We're talking about Michigan's undefeated season that's still in progress at 12-0 after that butt-kicking of the Buckeyes in Columbus. Looking ahead to Michigan-Purdue on Saturday night in the Big Ten Championship game with the team from the Wolverine.com and also on 3.com in a moment. Senior columnist John Borden, his thoughts on Michigan's 12-0 season. And what the final score will be in that Big Ten title game. Doug Skeen, who's a co-host on the Michigan Football Podcast with Chris Ballas at TheWolverine.com. Five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman. We'll talk about this Michigan team. Anthony Broom from TheWolverine.com and E.J. Holland, the Michigan football recruiting guru from On3.com. You have a Michigan comment or question, add the huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Facebook, opt in on the huge text chain, text the word huge to 21,000. Let's welcome in John Borden, senior columnist insider from the Wolverine.com. He knows everything University of Michigan athletics. And uh, John, I know we talked a couple of times this season, but man, if you go back to August, I know I thought they had a chance to go 11 and 0 into Columbus, but uh, the domination they've delivered in the second half especially the last seven games. Phenomenal. Something I don't know if we've ever seen from a Michigan football team. Just unreal. I mean, you you talk about uh, domination. That's the word for it. And and the way that Michigan – all you have to do is look at the the toughest two games on Michigan's schedule uh, from records and everything else, and it's got to be Ohio State and Penn State. Second half of those games, 56-3. 56 to 3 against those two teams. And then Saturday, it's an Ohio State team that throughout that first half, you're just waiting, okay, they're going to explode on Michigan at some point very soon. 
and it never happened. The explosion happened the other way, and just uh, just amazing. I've been going down there since 1992, and that was the single best Michigan effort I have seen, especially when you start talking about under the circumstances that uh, that you saw in that game. You, I mean, Blake Corum. Uh, that uh, he's not going to give you what he has given you all year long. Uh, Donovan Edwards in a cast. Uh, if you told me beforehand that Michigan would run for 10 yards in the first half and only complete 12 passes, I'd have said no way do they win. And yet they did, and in very convincing fashion down the stretch. Johnny Borden from the Wolverine.com, senior columnist, insider, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. So what do you foresee beginning uh, with Purdue Saturday night, and how will this season finish out for Michigan and Harbaugh? Well, I think that uh, Purdue is going to be more of the same in the uh, the grand tradition of what we've seen East and West in the in the Big Ten. I mean, it's been uh, somebody is loaded from the East, somebody comes in from the West, having survived uh, the, the wild wild West, and then gets beat up in the in the championship game, I think that's going to happen again. I don't think you'll see any kind of a letdown. You talk to Michigan players, and they are dead focused on what's ahead, winning a second straight uh, Big Ten championship. Yes, Purdue can throw the ball. Yes, they've got some good players, but do they have as good of players as as Ohio State? No, they do not. And uh, I just think that you're going to see a fired-up, focused Michigan team ready to uh, post the first back-to-back Big Ten titles since – 2003 2004 and i think they'll get it done in a in a fairly convincing fashion uh beyond saturday night's big 10 championship game uh they're in the final four i don't think they're going to get left out uh guaranteed a spot it just depends what their seating will be and we'll find out sunday is this year michigan gets a couple of wins and another national championship i think it gets at least one i really think that this is a team that's uh capable of of pulling off a win in uh, that first playoff game. And then I think, boy, if it's, uh, if it's Michigan-Georgia again, I know a lot of people will say, well, boy, you know, we saw what Georgia had to, to bring to that field last year. Uh, but at the same time, that was a Georgia team that was so loaded and so had so many first-round draft choices. I mean, you had a handful on defense alone, and it was uh, – it was just an overwhelming performance. I think Michigan is, has been there now, is better ready to handle it. I think uh, that national championship game, if Michigan and Georgia make it there, uh, would be something to see. Johnny Borden, you can follow him, senior insider, columnist at thewolverine.com, part of the on3.com network. Johnny, always good to hear your voice. Enjoy that game Saturday night, and we'll be in touch Next week, talking about Michigan's college football playoff semifinal matchup. Sounds good. Great to be with you, Bill. Thank right, you. John Borden checking in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. BetMGM is giving soccer fans a chance to go for the goal. Hey, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any World Cup game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. 
With one game parlay, you can make selections within a single World Cup game from tons of bet types, including team and player props. So just opt into the promotion, then place a one game parlay wager of four legs or more on any World Cup game. You'll get up to $25 back if you miss one leg. It's easy. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. If you think you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. The Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold, they're at home tonight inside Van Andel Arena. You can see top-shelf basketball with a buy-one ticket, get-one free on the Tuesday promotion with the Grand Rapids Gold. Buy-one ticket, get-one free. The Grand Rapids Gold are at home tonight. Tip-off a little after 7 p.m. inside Van Andel Arena. If you need tickets, go to Ticketmaster.com or your local ticket outlet or the Van Andel Arena box office. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Drift into winter on a new snowmobile. Saturday, December 3rd, 10th, 17th, and 24th, one player every hour from 6 to 10 p.m. scores $500 in premium play. At 11 p.m., one lucky winner takes home a new Polaris Pro RMK slash snowmobile. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Christmas tradition, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Two shows, December 4th, Van Andel Arena. Millions have made this their must-see holiday event of the season. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Trans-Siberian Orchestras, the Ghosts of Christmas Eve, the best of TSO and more. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It is time to check in with one of our World Cup insiders, John Conlon. U.S. scores one of the biggest wins they've ever had in the World Cup. They hold on to beat Iran one zip. They advance to the knockout stage. They will play the Netherlands in the round of 16 coming up Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Michigan time in Qatar. Solid win. Fantastic matchup. U.S. did what they had to, and that was get the lead because they needed a win to advance or go home. John Conlon will join us. We'll give you World Cup coverage with John and the Brony family uh, throughout the World Cup. Conlon did predict before the World Cup started. He said the U.S. would advance to the round of 16 and play the Netherlands. And that's what's happening on Saturday. Huge win uh, for the U.S. Iran was a solid uh, club. John Conlon is standing by. How you doing, Johnny? I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. That's a great day for U.S. soccer. It's it awesome. was. I, you know, they they showed speed, creativity. Uh, they did what they had to. Uh, defensively solid uh, goalkeeping. It was. I know it's a cliche, but a total team effort. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of haters out there in the world, huge, uh, toward U.S. soccer. And I take great pride in U.S. soccer. And I know uh, the U.S. fans, the diehard fans do as well. We're coming. Um, We're not going to win the World Cup this year. Everyone can settle down. But we're coming. It's a matter of time. And I'm very excited for the future. we got a great young team. I think Burhalter's been under a ton of pressure. And to his credit, he's ignored the critics. And he believes in his guys. And I think, honestly, when you're coaching, believing in your system, believing in your players, um, ignoring the haters, that's the key to being successful. And he's done a great job. Uh, first glance at the Netherlands matchup on Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Uh, why do you like the U.S. Uh, to pull the upset, or why will it be tough for them to advance? Well, of all the world powers, they're the one I'd be okay playing with. I mean, I, I, I don't I don't think they're any better than England. I think actually England's more talented. Um, Depay up top is definitely dangerous for, for the Netherlands, um, and they play kind of a unorthodox system they play like a three four one two which it looks to be honest with you like to the casual viewer you might not notice but to coaches you watch it and it seems kind of unbalanced and unorthodox so i think it'll take the u.s a little while to get used to it but i like our chances in this game i really do um obviously we need police to be healthy and we need uh sergeant hopefully to be able to play but i, I like our chances it's a good matchup for us if by chance uh, they do get by the Netherlands uh, in the round of 16 on Saturday morning, the U.S., I know the bracket is still out there. And by the way, it looks like um, England, uh, U.S., first two teams uh, that are on that bracket moving forward, um, along with the Netherlands. Uh, but And I think England will play Senegal, uh, the fourth team uh, to advance. Who, who would be awaiting the Americans if they would get by the Netherlands? Uh, you know what? I haven't even looked, and honestly, that's kind of always been my MO as a coach. Let's just focus on the game at hand. I think uh, the fans, I'm sure, you know, the people that aren't involved in the game as coaches probably are already looking ahead, but let's focus on the Netherlands and get by them. I mean, part of winning the World Cup is taking it one game at a time and also making sure that you're healthy. We're a little beat up right now. We could use the rest for a couple of days. Uh, but I love our chances in this. And obviously, uh, you know, once you make it past that, you know, first game um, out of the group stage, you know, anything can happen. Uh, I do think the games become a little bit less exciting because teams take less risks and it becomes more defensive. And that's why you see these one one zero zero games and one nothing games. But honestly, like defensively, we're great. Our midfield's great. It's just where our goal is going to come from. That's always you know, been the issue with this team, and I said that, I think, uh, two weeks ago when we talked. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, because the, the bracket I'm looking at right now with FIFA, you would think uh, the biggest sport in the world would have uh, you know this winner of, or second place in this group here, uh, but their quarterfinal bracket does not state that. I'm guessing it could be possibly, as I look at it, it could be France in the right. If I'm going by the way the groups are uh, going here, but we'll have to wait and see until everybody uh, has finished up uh, group play. But the U.S. Uh, does advance. Uh, how big was that win today just to get to the knockout stage in the round of 16? Well, we've obviously been out of the group before. Um, I think it was huge because everything came down to one game, came down to a team, Iran, who actually, Iran's way better than I expected. Like, they actually were a pretty good side. Uh, but they, you know, they were going to sit in a shell, which is what they did. And then once we scored, 
uh, you know, the game opened up a little bit. I honestly think, as a coach, the, the most frustrating games are those games where a team sits nine or ten players in front of their goal and behind behind the, the ball and defends because it's very hard to break good teams down. And I knew once we scored our first goal that, you know, all we had to do is just be smart and maintain and we're probably going to get out of this alive. But, you know, a second goal would have been great. It would have made everyone feel a little more comfortable for sure. John Conlon, uh, head soccer coach for the Byron Center girls soccer team, one of the great club coaches in America, one of our World Cup insiders. Uh, we'll talk Monday, and we'll look back at the Netherlands and the U.S. in the round of 16. Love it. All right, let's go U.S. All right, U.S. with a one nothing win over Iran today. They'll play the Netherlands Saturday morning, 9 a.m. It's time to wake up with a Bud Light for breakfast on Saturday if you're 21 and over. If you miss any of our interviews, any of our hours, full shows, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Search The Huge Show, and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Big. Bad. Huge.